fantasy fam uh this episode i guess is kind of a little special um for me i guess because i'm running solo uh it is i shven um this episode i'm going to talk about waiver pickups for week six uh chances are you might have had one last night or you could have it going on tonight into tomorrow um i'm here to help you prepare for this week and potentially the upcoming weeks, uh, these waiver guys could help you for the rest of the season or just for a short period of time. Uh, time will only tell. Uh, this week, the uh, New Orleans Saints and the Detroit Lions are on a bye. So you're definitely going to need to find replacements for Drew Brees or Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram, Matt Stafford, Kenny Galladay, those types of guys. So let's dive right in. Uh, first waiver that you're going to probably look at if you need a running back, if he's still out there, um, depending on the league that you're in, if it's like a 14-team league, he could be gone already. But uh, Wendell Smallwood is a guy to potentially look at. Um, they are playing on Thursday, so if you want to get him, obviously you're going to have to throw him right in. Now, Thursday night games, they've been a little bit more exciting the past um, this season, definitely. But Ajayi goes down. Done with a torn ACL. Um, Wendell Smallwood is definitely in line to get the bulk of the carries. Uh, I don't know if anybody listening out there has actually watched him play, but it's it's not that exciting. He is kind of a more of a mundane player, what have you. Um, but he is in line to get the majority of the carries. Uh, Corey Clement will also be playing. Uh, there's Doug Peterson saying that he's 100% and he's going to play. So he could eat into his passing downs. So just Wendell Smallwood, someone to look at. Clement, chances are he's probably picked up. If he's not, I would definitely jump all over Clement as well, especially in a PPR league. Uh, your next guy to look at, um, possibly a, a decent uh, quarterback, you know, replacement for Drew Brees or Matthew Stafford, should you have him, is uh, is Baker Mayfield. Now, Baker Mayfield, he has looked electric since coming, stepping foot onto the field, starting for the Cleveland Browns. Mind you, they won two games already with him. Uh, well, his first real start, I guess, was the last week against the Ravens. But he looks, he looks good. He threw for over 300 yards in his first game against the Ravens, which is, it's a, I mean, it's a divisional game. You know, so I think that he is someone to look at even going forward, depending on who your quarterback is. If you were someone that had Ryan Fitz, Fitz Magic, or even, you know, you drafted maybe Dak Prescott or, or Marcus Mariota and you need someone to fill one of those two, Baker Mayfield. They're playing the Chargers this week, whose past defense isn't, it's not terrible. It's kind of middle of the pack right now. So that. Could be a little bit more cautious this week. They're probably going to be playing from behind, so he's obviously going to have to pass the ball a lot. But after that, he's playing Tampa, Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Atlanta, all of whom who have the worst passing defenses in the league. You're looking at four of the worst top, like below bottom 10 in the entire league. So Baker Mayfield is someone that you should definitely look at going forward to maybe even start all of those games, obviously depending on who your quarterback is. Um, this uh, this next guy is a personal favorite of mine. I picked him up in two leagues. Uh, he's still, 
I believe he's still on the waiver in some. Right now he's owned 73% um, in, uh, in CBS leagues. That's where I get some of my um, most of my statistics. But Naeem Hines out of Indianapolis, he is becoming one of the favorite targets, let alone running backs for Andrew Luck. Uh, they also have uh, Wilkins, who... Who, you know, he'll be out there, but he's not really playing most passing downs. And Andrew Luck is throwing the ball a crap ton. I will tell you in a little bit how much more because I also like someone else from the Colts to pick up this week. But Naeem Hines has at least three games of seven catches. And he barely played, I, I believe, in the first game. So seven catches, that's that's a lot for a running back. So I think that he is definitely a must-add. And especially in PPR leagues where he can definitely help you, especially this week because um, Alvin Kamara is obviously on a bye. I mean, if you had on Johnson, you know, or Mark Ingram, I think that Naeem Hines is definitely a fill-in and or potential like a serious running back to consideration going forward, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, I'll just continue on to the Colts train. Uh, this week, I... As of now, they're saying that T.Y. Hilton may not play again. So, which means that Chester Rogers, he right now is owned only in 10% of leagues. That is ridiculous, in my opinion. I think he should definitely be owned a lot more, at least in 40 to 50% of leagues, mind you. Uh, you got Mike Thomas on a bye this week. You got Kenny Galladay on a bye. Uh, so you got some pretty big hitters, you know, Golden Tate, Um Andrew Luck has 245 attempts, passing attempts, through five games. That is the most in the entire NFL. Which, I mean, Andrew Luck, he's gonna he's going to keep throwing the ball. They, they seem to not be able to run it. Um, T.Y. Hilton, if he does not play this week, Chester Rogers seems to be the only guy, besides Eric Ebron, who obviously should be picked up and started in every single league already because tight ends are slim to none besides the top four or five out of that, but we could talk about that at a later time. Uh, Chester Rogers, pick him up this week. I would definitely start him. He's gotten peppered, as my wonderful redheaded cousin would like to say. He's gotten peppered with targets over the past two weeks without T.Y. Hilton. Uh, They are playing the Jets, and if the Jets played like any way they did against the the Broncos, this could be a very high-scoring game. So that means Andrew Luck is going to attempt Probably more than 40 passes. So Chester Rogers, go grab him. Uh, speaking of tight ends, Jameis Winston is back. They are back from a bye. Um, he's had a lot of time to prepare for their next game. But Cameron Brait, now he has been one of my favorite tight ends over the past couple of years. He's he's been he's been a top performer some weeks, but he's also he's also taken a step back too. Um, O.J. Howard was getting a lot of action from Ryan Fitzmagic during that little ridiculous run that he had. So, But he's out. Um, he's out for the next probably month or so. Uh, could be longer. Who knows? But he definitely is not playing, which means that Cameron Brait is going to take over as definitely the starting tight end. Uh, they obviously still have Mike Evans, uh, Deshaun Jackson, um, Chris Godwin. But Jameis Winston, when Jameis Winston is behind the center, he loves to throw to Cameron Bray. And right now he's only owned in 51% of leagues. Now that is 
I mean, obviously that number just definitely increased because Jameis is back and the fact that O.J. Howard is not playing. So in a position that is already completely depleted, Cameron Brait is a must-add, must-start. I, I personally feel, and I know that my, uh, my brother and my cousin will definitely back me up on this as well, that definitely pick up Cameron Brait, and I would start him going forward because there is no one else. If you didn't grab a Zach Ertz or a Travis Kelsey in the draft or even Kyle Rudolph, um, you pretty much are going tight end to tight end every single week because there's not much consistency behind that position at all. It's, it's pretty bad. Um, I've never seen anything like it. It's 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 pretty awful. I mean, even for like Gronk owners, he's he's having a decent year, but he's not he's not having a you know regronkulous year like he has in the past. Maybe it just you know take him a couple weeks, but we'll we'll see what's going on with him. Um, so Lamar Miller was active the other night against the Cowboys, but did not play. So Alfred Blue actually had a pretty solid game. Uh, if, if he is unable to go, so Alfred Blue is owned in like 24% of leagues. That's pretty low, obviously, because Lamar is still the starter. But if he doesn't play this week, Alfred Blue is definitely someone to look at as well to, uh, to step in, especially, like I said, you know, there's obviously bye weeks. So if you have Kamara or, you know, Ingram or Kenny Gall, or, uh, sorry, carry on Johnson, Alfred Blue, but they're actually playing the Bills, who surprisingly have a pretty stout run defense. So that could mean, obviously, they'll try to run the ball with him because they did that against the Cowboys, who also had a pretty, also actually have a pretty good run defense as well. But just proceed maybe with a little caution. Um, if you can't get grab like a Wendell Smallwood or Naeem Hines, definitely look at Alfred Blue to fill that role. Uh, for you, but they are playing the Bills, who surprisingly actually have two wins, and I still cannot believe. I thought they were going to go winless. I think I've said it on this cast before, but I mean they're definitely proving me wrong. Uh, they're just not an exciting team to watch anyway. But Alfred Blue could be, you know, end of the line, last resort if you need someone. Uh, another guy that I I think he I think he's still got some, you know. I th- He's got some tread on the tires. Uh, Alfred Morris, uh, he's owned in 63%. Chances are a lot of people probably picked him up and or, you know, right after the drafts and whatnot and or even drafted him late in the... But uh, Matt Breda is is probably going to be out. Um, it is a Monday night game. They are playing the Green Bay Packers. So... Monday night, if you don't have anyone else, um, I would start Alfred Morris. Uh, their 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 defense isn't the greatest. Green Bay, they're just they're not looking like themselves at all, especially on offense. But that's another conversation entirely. But Alfred Morris is definitely someone to look at because he's obviously going to get the bulk of the carries. So I mean, if I was the Niners, I would feed the ball to Alfred Morris as much as I can to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field because even when he is on the field, he whether he's hurt or whether they're not looking good, it's still Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's still one of the best in the league. So Alfred Morris is one to look at, but the problem with him is that Kyle Jusiak, Jusiak, however you want to say it, I hope I'm not butchering his name, he is a what a, f- a fullback, running back, tight end hybrid who 
has gotten a lot of lot of love um, in the passing game thus far this season, and he will definitely eat into uh, Alfred Morris on the passing downs, which will not help because who knows? They could be playing from behind, and if they're playing from behind, Alfred Morris takes a huge hit because he rarely. I mean, if you have a guy who's as talented as Juciak, he will not. I mean, he's not going to be out there and passing down. So maybe Juciak could be someone to pick up, you know, especially in PPR leagues that you, you know, you need help with. Because even if even if he gets, let's say, six catches for 70 yards, I mean, that's that's 13 points right there, which is which is awesome, um, especially from this guy who, you know, I mean, why would you why would you pick up a fullback who's a, a dying position, unfortunately? But just just be mindful of that. Um, Alfred Morris uh, or Jusiek, look look for both of them. But chances are Morris could be off the waiver in your team in your league. But he is owned at sixty three percent. So uh, another guy that seems to be getting a lot of action from the Houston Texans now. Deshaun Watson is throwing the ball a crap ton. Um, I just spoke about Alfred Blue, but uh, Kiki Kute, uh, I I like this guy. I don't have him in any leagues, but I think he is a he's a special special athletic guy. He they they are using him all over the field. They are thro- they're putting him in the slot, they're putting him on the outside, they're putting him in the backfield. He 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 played at Texas Tech, uh, mind you. With um oh who is who is who did he play with? Oh yeah, Patrick Mahomes. So he loves obviously running routes Texas Tech that's all they do so the guy definitely has uh, the the mindset of a of a good wide receiver in my opinion and he's going yes he's going to be competing targets with DeAndre DeAndre's getting his fill he leads the NFL in receiving right now so don't don't worry about that Will Fuller he's he's a he's a chandelier he gets banged up he's he who knows i mean the guy when he plays at 100%, he's obviously awesome. So Kute is definitely someone to grab off the waiver. I don't know about you could you could probably start him because he's definitely he's he's scoring. Um, and especially if Will Fuller gets hurt going forward, you you never you know what I mean? Like you just insert Kute and he's going to be the number two and he's going to get even more targets, more action. Uh, he's owned at 55%. I may have mentioned that before, but I think that you definitely got to grab him and stash him and or probably, I mean, if, if you really need to, if like especially three wide receiver uh, leagues, I would I would definitely start him. Um, only in that, in that case, depending on obviously who your other guys are. Uh, so the next couple guys I'll talk about are potentials. I mean, we're looking at like maybe even 0% ownership. Or less than 10%, that's for sure. Probably 5%. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, the combine phenom for Green Bay. Now, they are playing on Monday, and that is the worst thing for fantasy, especially because you don't want to wait. Because if you wait and you don't start him, or if you do start him, and then... So, Geronimo and Randall Cobb did not play this past week. Now... Scandling definitely made the best of it. He got 10 targets, 6 catches, 68 yards and a touchdown. That's I mean that's that is a good amount of of action right there with Geronimo and Randall out. 
So if that is the case this week, like I said, it is a Monday night game. If they're both out, I really, I really like this kid, um, especially against the Niners defense with Devonta Adams, because obviously you're going to put the number one on Devonta Adams and then the number two corner, which I don't think is that good for the Niners anyway. So that one proceed with caution. I would say that in a in a DraftKings, actually, I mean that's a great value right there for a DFS. Marquez Van Val, Valdez, uh, definitely someone to look at for a DFS because of his value, obviously. But I mean, this is it's only pending on if Geronimo and Cobb or out are out. Uh, another guy that I that I kind that I that I do like. I mean, we really haven't seen much action from him. I mean, why would we? Because the Rams have so many mouths to feed, and they are doing a fantastic job at feeding all of them. Um, if Cooper Cup and Brandon Cooks are both out, and you desperately need a wide receiver, let's say Chester Rogers is gone, or who um, Chris Godwin, let's say, another one uh, that you could potentially pick up this week. But let's say he's gone or Kute's gone and you need someone. And only if Cup and Cooks are both out, Josh Reynolds is a guy to look at opposite of Robert Woods. Um, I, I, I want to say proceed with caution because obviously Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley. He is a top running back. He's the number one running back right now. He obviously he's got the most. He has over 400 yards already. He's got nine touchdowns. They're gonna they're gonna give him the ball. Doesn't matter. He he'll be out there all every down if he if he could. But Josh Reynolds, when when Cup and Cook Cooks both went out, he got three targets, two catches, 39 yards against Seattle. So that's I mean, that means Jared Goff is actually looking around the field at you know, someone else. So I think that this guy, especially in like a, let's say a 14 team league, if, you know, obviously the waiver is very thin or if a 12 team, you know, you really need someone in like the debt, like the, the bench is like so deep and you, there's nobody else out there, but obviously be wary and look at if cup and cooks are both out because they're both in concussion protocol. And the NFL is obviously taking concussions very seriously I think that this guy is someone to look at, but only under the c- certain circumstances. Another guy to look at, um, another wide receiver that that I I really like, and obviously Mitchell Trubisky likes him as well, is Taylor Gabriel. Now they also have Allen Robinson, Tariq Cohen, Trey Burton, but over the past three games, he's been targeted an average of eight and a half times. 7 10 7 were his last 3 games. I mean that's 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 good, especially on a on a Bears team that seems to be b- like blending well together offensively, defensively. They just look they actually just look really good. I mean, the Trubisky picks seemed kind of odd at first, you know, when the Bears drafted him, everyone was just like, "What? What the hell is going on?" But this kid, I mean, this kid's looking good, and Taylor Gabriel is definitely helping him out. So if you do, you know, like I said, obviously there's bye weeks. So if you are someone that owns Michael Thomas or, you know, Kenny Galladay or Golden Tate and you need someone to fill, is definitely Taylor Gabriel. He he's only owned in 21% of leagues right now, which 
is kind of crazy. Mind you, they were just on their bye week, so that's probably a reason why. But that that number will definitely increase after this week. I think he's definitely going to get his fill. Um, Trubisky it will th- will throw to him. It's I mean it's it's going to happen. Uh, their their offense just seems they can't really run the ball with Jordan Howard, who I'm frustrated with as much as you know the rest of you Jordan Howard. Uh, Draftees out there, uh, you probably spent like a second round or late second round freaking pick on him, and he's doing absolute crap right now. But hey, this could be the week he turns it around. Who knows? Um, I mean, they are playing Miami, who has a good pass defense. I still like Taylor Gabriel because he plays the slot. He's gonna play all over. Um, he's quick. He the like you know deep plays. So. He's someone, but Jordan Howard, I mean, obviously he's not someone you're picking up. I'm just mentioning really quick that their run defense is not that good. Um, They're giving up 109 yards on the ground. Chances are, I think, what I would do is obviously to get Jordan Howard's confidence back is give him the ball. Just feed him the ball because that's what you have him for. He... He's going to be like, he could be a three down back or at least on all running down like plays, give him the ball. Tariq Cohen obviously has shown us his abilities out of the backfield as a, as a receiving back. Uh, Jordan Howard, they got to get his confidence up. They keep saying, oh no, he's not out of the game plan, blah, 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 blah. Give him the ball against Miami. I mean, I, I just, he's got to, he's got to go over the century mark. He has to, he has to get his fill. Now, I normally do not talk about kickers, but if you do have a league, if you're in a league that, that has kickers, obviously they're pretty important. Um, I myself, I'm not a fan of it because I don't like leaving you know, a, a fantasy week like being won or lost by a freaking kicker, but I will say that a couple years ago I did win a league because of a kicker. So in that aspect, it was a good thing. But um, this week... There are two that in particular that I do like, obviously. I'm sure that most of you out there probably like these guys as well. I think it's just something to, to look at is uh, Fairbairn, Kamai Fairbairn out of Houston. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Uh, this guy, I mean, he's a good he's a good kicker. He's, I believe right now, definitely top 10. He could even be top 5 uh, for depending on your league. Um he has gotten double digits for every week so far, except for one. Uh, so you definitely want to look at him, obviously, if you have Will Lutz or even freaking Mason Crosby, who got you negative points this week. Uh, as you could tell from my tone that I was a Mason Crosby owner. Uh, very disappointed, and I still can't believe that the Packers are going to freaking stick with him. Makes zero sense to me whatsoever. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, you don't do your job. You do it pretty bad. You still have a job. I, I, I don't get it. It's whatever. Uh, go out, get Fairbairn um, to replace Lutz or even replace the kicker that you have. Like I said, kickers, they could, I mean, they could either destroy you or they could help you a lot. I mean, we saw what Tucker did a couple of years ago or even Legatron with Greg Zerline. Um, but obviously you want to look at a kicker, your whole mindset of Getting a kicker, especially when you draft one, one it should be your last pick. Uh, you want to you want to get a kicker that's on a good offensive team. Doesn't have to be a good defensive as long as this team either scores points or gets in the red zone. 
then that's the that is the kicker. Sign me up. That I want that particular kicker. Uh, which brings me to the next guy is Graham Gano, uh, another kicker to look at. Uh, he's owned in a little bit less than uh, like less than fifty percent than Fairbairn. Fairbairn, I believe, has a little bit more ownership. Uh, it's like probably in the fifties, I believe. But Graham Gano, um, mind you, he had a monster week last week. I think he was the number one kicker, but. That's because he kicked a freaking 63-yarder to beat the Giants in a ridiculously, ridiculously close game. Uh, that, I just, I mean, that's a, that's just a heartbreaker for the New York football Giants. But he's not going to obviously kick a 60-yarder every single week. Um, they do have a good offense behind Cam Daddy and uh, McCaffrey. So Graham Gano, definitely someone to pick up uh, and start, honestly, even for the rest of the season. The, their schedule coming up also. I mean, you gotta, you guys got to look at these things. You got to look at their schedule. You got to look at who who they're playing, uh, where they're playing. I mean, are they going to play in a dome? Like later on when the weather gets bad, when it starts to snow or, you know, is it too cold? Like all of these things you have to look at. And like I mentioned with Baker Mayfield before, their schedule they're for defenses, mind you, they could be there. All of those offenses are good that they're playing. But those defenses, especially the pass defenses, are awful, terrible. That is what you look at. You look at the matchups. Um, that will definitely help you going forward. I am not doing so hot right now in fantasy, but I still look at all of this stuff. I mean, there's still time to turn it around. It's only week. We've only gone through five weeks. I mean, so you still have the majority of the season. I mean, right now is the time to make trades. Get these guys off the waiver, and you know, just you you gotta you gotta be very you gotta be proactive. You can't just sit back. Oh, I'll pick up this. No, you gotta you gotta take advantage of the guys that are like that. You gotta take advantage of the laziness of you know some guys in your league, or just I hate to say it, but sometimes the stupidity of some guys. You know, you you have a guy that had a hot week this week. All right, you know what? I'm gonna trade him. Like someone like Kenyon Drake, maybe. I mean, where the hell was that? Mind you, he didn't really rush the ball that much because I still don't know what the hell the Dolphins are doing. Uh, you want to win games, you give it to the best player on your team, and that is Kenyon Drake, but they don't seem to be doing that. He did have over 20 points in fantasy this week, so chances are everybody's going to start him. Who knows what the hell he's going to do this week? Uh, I have to start him this week in a couple leagues because I don't have anyone else. Hopefully I can pick up some of these guys that I mentioned on the waiver but you you get my point you know you're probably sitting there like oh crap like that makes a lot of sense you know what i mean so try to make trades you know just go go crazy do all of those things that i just mentioned to help you win this you know obviously ask us questions as well uh you could you could follow us on twitter or at the fantasy fam uh shoot us an email or the fantasy fam at gmail.com go to our website leave comments uh, the fantasy fam.com uh, we we love all of this stuff. Me, my cousin, my brother. We, I mean, this is we are built. We we just we're the we're the type of people that just love talking about football and sports. And we you know we we wanted to start this podcast for you know for you guys to just for the listeners to you know to help you to not not only help you but help ourselves as well. You know, because then like maybe you guys could help us or you know ask us a question that we never even thought about. So please. Please, you know, share with everyone, let them know about this, you know, even take the five minutes out of your day just to be like, hey, you know, I heard about this podcast. 
please. You know, we obviously do appreciate everybody, our continued listeners that that do, you know, listen to us. And, like, we truly, truly appreciate you guys. So with that being said, this is the Fantasy Fam signing off.